Crypto curious, keep an open mind, enjoy the conversation, and stay cryptocurrent. Now, here's your host, Richard Carthon. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. Before we get started with today's show, I have another member of the Cryptocurrent family, Steve Miller, who's going to be telling you more ways that you can stay cryptocurrent. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. If you want more ways to engage with us outside of the show, come and join us over on Clubhouse the new app on iOS and coming soon to Android. On Clubhouse, we're bringing you brand new content every single week in a very fun and engaging way so that you can have conversations with us live. That's right, live. Talk to us, some great special guests, and you can join Richard and I every single week for a brand new conversation during our show, Let's Talk Crypto at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can find me at my handle, at Stephen Miller. That's Stephen with a V, Miller. And Richard, what's your handle? R Carthon, C-A-R-T-H-O-N. And starting next week, you can also find us by joining our group. That's right. Search us at CryptoCurrent on Clubhouse and you'll find our group. Join up because every single week, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, we'll have a brand new session for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent, your host here, Richard Carthon. And today we got a special guest. Um, now, what's extra special about this guest is they're actually going to be a keynote speaker at an upcoming conference that you've been hearing about on our show um, that is coming up in Miami, uh, the Miami uh, Crypto Experience. Um, we have Joe with Mandala. How are you doing today? Doing great, Richard. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Of course. Well, um, you know, I want to tease up a couple of things that you're going to be able to speak on at the conference. We're still also going to learn a little bit about you right now and speak on a, a, a couple of different things. But, you know, coming in, you know, what can some people expect to to learn by coming and listening to your uh, your, your keynote? Sure. Um, so basically, my keynote speech in Miami is going to be about the background of this project, uh, being that this project's been around since its uh, initial ICO stage, late 2017, early 2018 albeit in a different iteration, we are a new company from that original uh, ICO with a new board, a new management structure, a new team that we've really you know, brought in from our community, which is really cool. And a new partnership, obviously, with Binance Cloud, uh, developing on their, on their um, you know, platform, so to speak, as a, almost like a white label product with our own privately held um, you know, interests and exotic token types and order types and things like that. Uh, so we're going to be speaking about the background of the project and about some of the really cool upcoming features we have um, that we will be either listed at that by that point or implemented at that point, including futures, uh, margin trading, staking. Uh, we plan to do a, an educational component, have a Mandala University, so to speak, where uh, you know investors and uh, participants can learn about algo trading, uh, can learn about uh, TA, can learn really in depth about a lot of the cryptos and blockchain projects that are listed on our exchange. So there's a lot going on in 2021 that I'm really excited about. 
For sure. And I know I'm going to be, um, I'm pretty excited to, to, to be able to be there in attendance and to, to hear it as well. Um, as y'all know, we're going to be, uh, CryptoCurrent will be a media partner there that will be covering a lot of this. So we'll keep you posted on all the great information that will be uh, shared with us while we're there. But thank you for teasing that up. Um, again, sure. for everyone listening, make sure that you uh, go and check out your tickets. See us there in Miami. Uh, if you go and you put CryptoCurrent, um, you can get a, a nice little discount when you sign up. Um, but outside of that, now we're going to learn more about Joe. Um, give me some background about yourself. Sure. So uh, by trade, I'm a business and tax attorney uh, that also happened to jump into the regulatory and compliance side of things for uh, multiple emerging markets, including blockchain and cryptocurrency companies. Um, coming from that legal background, it really gave me a really a strong uh, understanding and a unique perspective really to run a, a crypto company, including an exchange, obviously, uh, because I was able to kind of harness the um, the knowledge of understanding regulation around the world and understanding what's necessary for compliance in different jurisdictions and bring that to the table as the uh, now CEO, former general counsel of the first iteration of this company. Uh, so how did I get into blockchain? Like everybody else, honestly, in crypto trading, but 2014, 2015, I uh, really found it fun. I loved the volatility. I loved the kind of, you know, I loved the margin trading, the futures trading, everything that was implemented. Um, uh, you know, kind of guilty as charged. I'd wake up at four or five in the morning, like everybody else, check up, see what Korea and China were doing and, you know, see if I had to close the trade out uh, or go back to sleep. Obviously, that's unsustainable. Uh, you know, <laughs> yep, I did it for yep. a while. I was burnt out. And uh, I, I said, listen, my, my, uh, my passion is better served being a lawyer for this industry because I can really help shape some of the regulation and help shape some of the, the laws surrounding um, you know, crypto and blockchain in general. So I started my own firm uh, 2015, 2016, and really jumped in head first. Uh, you know, signed on a lot of companies from around the world at different domiciles that wanted to learn about and, and have me do work uh, in regards to American and US uh, you know, jurisdictional laws and um, obviously regulatory issues. And branched that out into sitting as an advisor for multiple companies and now uh, the CEO for uh, Mandala Exchange, which I'm really proud of. Yeah, I mean, sounds like uh, you're definitely an underachiever. Uh, <laughs> definitely had your cut work out. I mean, your, your work cut out for you, man. It's, it's pretty amazing that the first thing that you did was follow your passion of, of, of trading and finding out about this new thing and, and being hungry for that knowledge. Um, and then you know, going down the rabbit hole, experience a little bit of burnout and then basically just pivoting into, okay, what's my lane? How do I get involved in this? And then how do I bring my flair to this unique opportunity? And, you know, that's something that we talk a lot about on our show is, you know, wanting to spark curiosity in people. And, you know, every topic that we bring to the show might not speak directly to each person, but if there's something that can be taken away from each speaker that resonates and like sparks something, you're like, wow, I want to go learn more about that. Like, how can I get more involved? Um, I, I think it's going to resonate with a lot of people that like, I mean, look at Joe. Joe came in um, literally a lawyer coming in and being an advisor for regulatory um, ways that you can get involved in crypto and then has basically evolved into the CEO of a, of, of a major exchange. Like that's pretty awesome. Like what? Yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's a major change too, obviously, as this project grew. Uh, you know, especially the second iteration of it, where we really rebooted it from the ground up, uh, started a new company. Uh, brought in new management, uh, you know, industry professionals that have been in it forever. My CTO Zach's been working as a developer and as a, you know, uh, you know, building ex exchanges and companies since 2011, which is really the, the birth of crypto and blockchain companies. Uh, my COO Rich 
uh, has been, you know, where he he worked uh, for major exchanges as a project manager before uh, stepping into this role. Uh, Brad, who is our other director of operations, has done this in the financial world for a long time. So he's kind of bringing his financial background over. And then my dad, who's actually really cool, the CFO and also the other half of the legal counsel for the original uh, Mandala and, and, and stepped into that role has, you know, 40 years of, of Fortune 500 accounting and business wow. uh, M&A and, you know, just, just kind of tax structuring and things like that. So his expertise is totally invaluable. And to, to be able to shape your board with friends and, and family, literally, is one of the most beautiful and, uh, you know, satisfying things you could possibly do in this industry because we all work well together. We were all friends first. We all started as trading buddies and we got to know each other really well. And we're all, you know, we can all go out and have a scotch or a whiskey together at the bar and, and shoot the shit just as well as sit down and work a 10 hour day. So it's one of those things that's really just rewarding for us. For sure. And I want to spend some time around the word team. Um, we, we haven't really talked or expanded on this too much on this show. And I, I want to, just because you brought it up, um, and I even think about my own team at, at CryptoCurrent, how great it is to bring in people, um, the right people. And, and when you're working with them, it, 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 it stops really feeling like work. And it, it feels like a common goal that you're really like moving towards together. And like, you, even though when, when things are tough or things are harder, you like look back and you'd be like, wow, look how far we've come. It's that camaraderie. So like, let's, can, can you kind of expand on like the importance of building a good team around you so that it can kind of push the, the vision that you have for it? Oh, absolutely. And I can expand on that even further. Uh, every pretty much most of our hires have been from our community, uh, which is a really just a, a really cool thing. So the team that we've built, you know, we were friends first or family first, and we really felt out each other's areas of strengths and weaknesses to to bring this cohesive unit together that really was able to, you know, build this exchange because the, the first iteration uh, didn't go well, didn't go as planned. Uh, if I'm going to be brutally honest, and there were a lot of missteps, and, and it was kind of left for dead. And uh, myself, uh, Rich, my COO, and Zach, my CTO said, listen, this is not happening to us today. We're not allowing this to happen. We have thousands and thousands of ICO token holders that need to be made whole. So we went to our community and said, listen, how can we make this right? Uh, Our community, God bless them, stepped up, uh, not only financially, but in terms of manpower hours. And we've probably hired about 10 to 15 of them at this point for marketing, design, graphic content business development. I mean, these guys are, 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 you know, they're, a lot of them are industry professionals in crypto, blockchain, or related industries. And they said, we're not letting this fail either. Don't, uh, not donated, obviously, uh, put their time, effort, and money where their mouths were, where their mouths were. And we got this um, partnership, which is beautiful with Binance Cloud as a first privately held exchange. And we were able to build around that and bring excitement back to the team and to the community and really build out from that and deliver this successful product that we have today where we're just rolling right along. So it's teams, everything in this industry. And I don't mean the 2017, you know, ICO teams where you had 10 pictures of Ryan Gosling sitting on, you know, online as, <laughs> as a meme where it's every, every director of the, uh, you know, of the project. I mean, truly a team where you can call anybody up any time of day or night and say, listen, we need to get this done. They'll jump out of bed and get it done. And we've done it. You know, it, it's one of those things we work literally day and night on this because our developers are in Singapore are, um, you know, our market makers are all over the world. It's it's one of those things where we really don't ever sleep as a team because somebody's always got eyes on the project working. So yeah, I mean that's powerful, man. And just like you said, with the resilience of when things got tough, 
people stepped up um, from yourself and internally, your internal team, but then speaking with the community and having them step up as well. You know, I love the camaraderie around crypto, um, especially if you can get some really good people around you. And I've just found that there's a lot of unique backgrounds of people from all kinds of walks of life that see the vision of the opportunity that is um, cryptocurrency right now. And um, obviously Mandela, uh, as you as a company can can speak to that, but you know, within your ecosystem, because you are an exchange, you have other companies that, that come to try to be on your exchange. I'm sure that you get access to a lot of different kinds of projects. You know, what do you see within the framework of, of projects, just as from a team standpoint, you don't have to necessarily list out any specific projects, but like, what makeup do you see where you're like, I don't care what you're working on. I just see your work ethic and I know that you're going to find a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it, it really does vary because we all have our strengths and we all have our different uh, avenues and lanes that we evaluate when we're looking at projects or teams that come to us for listings, for partnerships, for, you know, inter, inter, uh, you know, cross-chain operability, interoperability, rather, sorry, excuse me, uh, or, you know, partnering with another exchange to bring user bases together. It does depend on how, first of all, we mesh with the, the other team and see how they're working together, like you said. But it also depends on, you know, you can tell if somebody's hungry for something or if it's just a side project and a side gig. And we love to see teams that are hungry to, to make their project succeed and want to be industry leaders and want to build something that will, you know, enhance or accelerate the blockchain slash crypto, you know, world at the, uh, you know, the ecosystem. So that's something that we really do look for as a team. Uh, and, and it, it kind of goes with our mission statement, which is really how to, which we sat down and said, how can we create an exchange that levels the cryptocurrency playing field? By that, I mean, the retail and institutional investor are on the same playing field. We can bring that education and that ease of, of, of interaction and the ease of use to, to all of them so that you know you have your institutional or algo traders aren't getting a huge advantage over the everyday retail trader that might want to trade a thousand MDX instead of you know tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands. And there won't be an advantage depending on how much you're trading or you know, you're trading speed or knowledge or understanding. So that's that that really fits with our mission statements when we bring other projects in to evaluate. And it's we've had, you know, really successful and uh, responses so far. Obviously, not just with our own project, but for you know, projects coming to partner or work with us or list in our exchange. It's been really exciting to see that uh, you know, that them them understanding who we are, what we're about, and either knowing us through other ventures that we've worked on. Uh, I myself having worked with, you know, between 40 and 50 different blockchain projects around the world at any time. Uh, whether it's drafting opinion letters or privacy policies and legal documentation, contracts, setting up the businesses, you name it. Right. And that's, that's been the same thing with our CTO, COO, and my, my, my dad as well as a CFO and tax advisor. So, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been really great to see that all come together. Absolutely, man. And, you know, for the aspiring companies that are out there, because, you know, our, our audience ranges uh, from the newbie to the experience to uh crypto projects in this space, um, for the aspiring project that is looking to potentially ICO when they are to get listed on exchange, as you know, is, is a tough process. Um, it's like the ultimate honor to get listed um, and have a way that people can, can do it. You know, what would you say are some first steps for that aspiring um, project that wants to be listed on an exchange like Mandala? Sure. Uh, so what we look for when we're listing a project is you have to have a you know a blockchain audit done for yourself to make sure that you know your contracts are good. 
obviously. You make sure that your foundations are stable. Uh, make sure you have a good team of developers and a good CTO that can get that done efficiently. And you don't waste a lot of money on third-party developers or people that you don't trust with, really, honestly, with your, your, your project's life because they're the, they're the lifeblood of your project to start. Uh, second of all, make sure that you are in your domicile or in your jurisdiction, you get an opinion letter from a reputable attorney or reputable law firm that you know kind of backs the project goals and, and, and kind of lays out what the project is. We saw so many projects in 2017 and, and the beginning of 2018 that just kind of ICO'd out of nowhere, took millions of dollars from people and then just exit scheme, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's Sad. still a concern. And, and obviously the SEC is one of the leading Unfortunately, regulatory industry, uh, you know, kind of reactionary, um, which is regulators that that is they're having a snapback effect now, where they're almost overbearing, and they're going to have to find that balance, right? So, um, it's you see the 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 uh, after effects of that, and it's really negative, and it, it shines a negative light on the industry. So, make sure you avoid that by you know, kind of setting yourself upright for success. Then build a, a nice community. Don't build a community of you know. Telegram bots and uh, and Instagram, you know, influencers. Build a real community of people that can get behind your project, can uh, you know, speak about what it is to others, and, and really believe in the project goals. So don't be like the fiftieth, uh, the fiftieth project to build something that 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 that's smart, that's trivial, and won't advance your sector of the industry. You know, really go out there and find something you believe in, you're passionate in, and you're making a difference in the world. Those are the projects that really um, that really speak to exchanges and speak to you know. Uh, you're kind of rising above the um the the muck so to speak and, and to get listed and kind of you know separate yourself so that's for sure that's what we're looking for yeah man and and thank you for breaking that down i think that's going to be very valuable to a lot of people i mean to speak really quickly to to building the community um because that's again something else that we really preach here and why it's important to to advocate for um each other and and to, and to build that true camaraderie with within your own ecosystem uh what I start, what I've been starting to do for like these new projects that are ICO opportunities, I try to go into the Telegram groups and see what they're talking about, right? If if someone's truly explaining what's going on, or if someone asks a question, does someone thoughtfully come in and explain it, or is it only the staff or the team that's constantly having to go and answer these questions, or is it truly community based where? Any and everyone, if someone comes in with a question that's then being answered, because then you know, like, oh, there's there's something here. Like people are genuinely care and like. Um, can't speak to this thing because uh, obviously there's a lot of hype. Obviously there's a lot of bullish uh, momentum in the space right now. And people are just trying to grab everything they can as, as every, as everything's hot. And like, yes, there are some, you can get away with that in some opportunities, but like what's really going to survive the test of time, the same way the ICOs that happened in 2017 that are now thriving right now um, was because they built something to last and to, and to, and to sustain. Um, and so I think you can really tell a lot of that through community. Today's podcast is brought to you by Tantra Labs, where you can earn 12% in Bitcoin and Ethereum yearly. Tantra Labs is a team of researchers, engineers, and data scientists, economists, and optimists whose primary focus is in Bitcoin, which they believe will usher in a more prosperous future built on sound money. They offer real-time loan tracking, fast automated onboarding, 100% payment history, and multi-sig storage. And again, you will get 12% APY on the crypto that you loan. Tantra Labs is taking on international clients as well as clients in the U.S., except for the state of New York. For more information, please go to tantralabs.io. Again, that's tantralabs.io. 
Cryptocurrent is proud to announce a media partnership with Miami Crypto Expo. It is on April 21st, 23rd at the Intercontinental Downtown in Miami. This is an in-person event where there will be multiple types of activities from an NFT gallery to multiple workshops where you can go and learn hands-on information as well as keynote speakers. And it wouldn't be Miami without having a few parties as well. For more information, please go to expcrypto.io. Again, that's expcrypto.io. And make sure when you get your ticket to type the word cryptocurrent for a nice discount. Yeah, and a, and a couple more points to that. If you are a C-level executive and your project's small, don't, like you were saying, don't be afraid to go into your Telegram or Discord groups and, you know, chat it up with your community. Get to know them on a personal level because they're going to be your biggest allies later. I, I spent, you know, shoot, probably two and a half. I'm still in there almost every day. I'm chatting up with our members, our equity members, as well as just our regular token holders. It's not, it doesn't make a difference to me. If somebody has a question that I can answer and they ping me, I'll still answer. No, I don't have five, six hours a day to do that anymore, obviously, but I'll still drop in for 30 minutes a day and, and answer questions I see. It's, it keeps everybody engaged and it keeps you from being just a title and a name. You know, People know who yeah, I am. Yeah. People know who our team is. Um, and that, that's just a really important thing to do. So, yeah. For sure. And I definitely appreciate you adding, um, adding that to it. Um, kind of to shift gears a little bit, um, 2021 has already started off to be an incredible year. Um, yes. And I think that we are continuing to build that momentum forward. Um, what are some things that are on the uh, horizon that uh, has your attention that you think other people should be paying attention to as well? Oh, yeah. Um, so there's a lot of good and a lot of bad uh, that for 2021 that I see they're coming out. And this is just the legal me speaking. And yeah. I kind of have to remove myself sometimes as the CEO of an, of, of an exchange and, and kind of look at the industry from a legal perspective that people may not see. Now, what's really great about a lot of companies that are coming out, and uh, FIO is a great example of this, cross-chain interoper interoperability, right? Uh, developing wallets, API plugins, things that can work cross-chain and get data from multiple sources and really help you seamlessly transact cross exchanges. That, I think, is the next level of um, you know operability and ease of use, which is so important in the cryptocurrency space because a lot of people won't get in. Why? They have to jump through hoops to register. They don't know how to use the exchange. They don't know how to place an order properly. Things like that. They can't connect from a cold wallet onto an exchange. Then they can't transfer it back to their cold wallet. Things, things that may be barriers of entry for people, right? I love companies that are finding solutions to this and that are making it easy for the average user that may not have time to research and set up algos and set up trading bots and set up... Sorry. She's a crypto dog too. She has a doge collar, by the way. She's bad. Uh, but she does work. So interoperability, I, I wish that there would be more companies that would set up you know, this way to make ease of use um, for the average user better. So I love seeing that happen. And I love seeing that take hold in 2021 because everyone is becoming more technologically adept. Everyone's learning how to use, um, you know, platforms at least, but they may not know how to transfer. They may not know how to to interact properly. So that's beautiful. Now for the downside, I really, really, really worry about the legality of DeFi, and that's just as an attorney. It's it's something that's out there. Everyone loves the the anonymity that comes along with it. Everyone loves the the protocols that are being put out. But you know what we've seen even in the last few months is a ton of these rug pulls, right? 
Uh, yeah. We've seen with sushi, with pancake, with Viking swap, all these, all these companies that just all of a sudden millions, millions of dollars worth of crypto are gone. How do we combat that? So protocols are written in a way that, you know, developers and, and um, people working on the project can't just rug pull and can't get, you know, can't get, um, get away with it because it is a decentralized type platform. Uh, even though there's an argument to be made that regulators will come after the people that develop the protocol, that develop the the, the, the back end behind it, of course. Uh, but how do we ensure that, you know, for the for the average user that sees that, it, it's going to shy them away from using, uh, you know, decentralized financial instruments and decentralized financial protocols and platforms? How do we combat that to make sure that it's a safe place for people to trade? Because right now, the, it, the without the regulation and without anything in place, I do worry that people are still going to see it and incorrectly so as a place that's inviting people to either money launder or, you know, shady, shadily transact or things like that. And that's a prevailing view, even, even though it's a very, very small percentage of actual trades amongst governments and regulatory bodies. And as long as that uh, issue pervades, there's not going to be a good solution to that. Yeah. You know, that is a really good point. And, 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 and uh, thanks for bringing that up because I, I hadn't really thought about it before. And someone brought up the point that, and I heard this in a previous interview, that bad guys are always going to find a way to use technology, right? Like no matter what's going on, they're going to keep finding a way to utilize the latest and greatest in, in tech. And first it was crypto, you know, through Silk Road and all that kind of stuff. And now the new Wild West is um, DeFi. And so with anything that's new um, and has a lot of, uncertainty in a lot of ways. There's a lot, you're all, there's, there's always risk and there's going to be risk involved that unfortunately some of these characters who claim to be um, forthright and trying to do the right things could be pretty shady and pull the rug, just like you said. And so that's why everyone listening and I will continue to do this um, for investments right now, especially in the early days of crypto, you need to be willing to lose what you put in. You need to protect yourself and you need to do everything you can to keep your assets, but also you need to be understanding that there's a high risk with anything that you're doing in this crypto space. So I think a lot of people already have that risk tolerance. And so they're okay with understanding that that's going on. Not to say that they're still not going to be very upset of course, all of a sudden yeah. they lose all their money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been part of hacks before it happens. Unfortunately, early days of exchanges, it happened back then. But like you said, uh, exchanges evolved to now lock down, you know, wallets, our funds, which is really cool. One of the brilliant things about us being on Binance Clouds, our, our funds are SAFU. Um, so if we ever do get hacked in a very unlikely event, they're backed up the same way Binance is backed up. We share liquidity, order books, depth, and security. So it's one of those things where you know centralized exchanges developed and found a way to combat that and are now really, honestly, super safe. You don't hear about hacks like you did in 17 and 18 and before. Right. Uh, there's so few and far between that it's been one of those things that, you know, I think DeFi is going to have to catch up in the next couple of years, like you were saying, as regulators catch on. Um, right, you know, right. like like Biden's administration just put in a task force just to study DeFi. I, I think, you know, sooner rather than later, that's going to balance out as to, you know, what's going to happen with the industry as a whole. And I really want it to survive and thrive because it's a beautiful application of blockchain and a beautiful extension of, of blockchain. So. For sure. It's an equalizer, man. It's, it's banking yep. the unbanked. It's providing liquidity to people who wouldn't regularly have it. It's It provides way more good, but unfortunately, when there's bad, people can make that bad horrible. 
Um, and therefore, you know, that bad can outshine all of the good that it's doing. So, you know, thanks for putting that on our radar, making people think about that. And I think it is important for for people to have in the back of their mind and being more secure and safe um, as they explore those uncharted waters. Yeah, and if I could just touch on that a little more, um, you know, I, I want people to always be cognizant of the dichotomy that even exists. And I know this has been since the beginning of crypto, but don't conflate the two with, uh, you know, the decentralization of crypto as a currency where it frees you, right, from uh, having or being beholden to governments. We've seen this work in places like Venezuela, where the government's really and the economic system collapses and you can switch on to using cryptocurrency. And it's really helped save economies, right? But the decentralization of an exchange is a different thing. Uh, you know, we want to be very careful that we don't conflate the two because decentralized exchanges, if we didn't have any centralization, any oversight, would invite people to scam and to fraudulently tra transact, right? Because if there's no oversight to a decentralized exchange, but there are people building protocols that can essentially rug pull or can essentially cause transactions to be pushed through in a fraudulent manner or, or you know, pull liquidity pools or whatever may happen, that does invite the bad actors in 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 the um, in the space, and that's one of the main reasons why you know, as an attorney and also as a CEO of an exchange, I don't fight. Uh, I fight somewhat the oversight, right, the overreach of regulation. But I do want some sort of oversight and regulation because I want our investors to feel safe when they're right. trading on right. our exchange, so that you know they they know that we have not only our name but the Binance name behind it, and and you should feel safe transacting twenty four seven on our exchange. So and I think that is a, a thank you for for you know, adding some more flavor to that. Cause I think that is very important too, cause people want to feel secure. They want to know that, uh, even though everything that they're doing is risky, that they can feel a little bit, uh, a breath of, of, of relief that as I do this, I don't think all my money's just going to disappear. So, um, definitely appreciate you, uh, shedding some more light on that, but you know, I, I have two more fun questions for you, man. And as, as we kind of start to wrap these things up, um, but before I do, again, I want to go back to the conference really quickly. You know, it's it's going to be in Miami. It's going to be in April as that's coming up. You know, what are some things um, I know, besides your your keynote speech? What are some things that you're looking forward to at the at the conference? Oh, um, totally looking forward to the NFTs, NFT NFT um, sessions. I've I've jumped into the NFT craze and really been thinking about it. I mean, just more than art and collectibles, um, sort of. Uh, niche, but I look at it as a way to, to market, to brand, to really expand your your global reach, right? Because it is the next wave of, of really of digital marketing and digital branding of um, you know whatever you may want to brand. I mean, one of the cool ways I one of the cool ways I look at it, collectibles, you know, are nice, but how about you authenticate something? They may shift into let's say LeBron autographs a basketball, right? How cool would this be if you have an NFT of him holding the basketball that he autographed that you get with the basketball? Uh, it's not only it's not only collectible, but it's branding, it's authenticity. Yeah. It's there's all these cool uses for it. So I want to see, you know, what people have to say about NFTs. I also uh, really, really, really am looking forward to the mining sessions. I actually run a crypto mining company up in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where I live, as well. And um, you know, I, I'm always down to learn about you know things I can be doing and streamlining my mining company and. Um, you know, just as really advancing that field as well, especially with Ethereum 2.0 coming and with some shifts in the way and difficulty, uh, Ethereum difficulty is going to be mining because, uh, you know, obviously we're mining all ERC tokens, things like that uh, with our miners. So just another one of the 50 things I have my hands in in crypto. <laughs> so. For sure. No, and thanks for for highlighting all those things. I mean, there, there are so many 
speakers coming and wealth of knowledge that's going to be made. And, you know, the, the, one of the pieces I'm definitely looking forward to is just the in-person experience again, right? Just to be able to meet all these amazing people, uh, be able to like learn a bunch of stuff and then also just go rage at the end of the day, right? And just, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, um, all of the different elements that this conference is going to bring. So uh, definitely, again, looking forward to meeting you in person there. But, you know, as we as we wrap this up, um, if you could take all the knowledge that you have right now and impart wisdom to yourself when you first started in the crypto space, <laughs> what would you tell okay. yourself first? Oh, man. Um, probably not to screw around on BitMEX with 100x leverage trade. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Um, but... Yeah. Um, no, no, just just to understand what the shoot even from six years ago, what the use cases were going to be for so many of these projects, and uh, you know what these applications, these fantastic things that that are being developed, and these, these fantastic, it's kind of evolved from the thought process to the the application process over the last few years, and those companies that survived the 2016, 17, 18 boom and bust are putting out amazing protocols, amazing products, and really changing the way people see technology and use technology all over the world. So um, just seeing what I see and what I, knowing what I know now, I would have loved to you know, go back there and be involved with some of those projects somehow, even more so than I was, um, you know, in many cases, just because I'm, I'm so proud of what so many of my friends and colleagues have developed in this industry. Right. So my takeaway from that is basically if you're a newbie and you're not taking action yet, go take action. When you hear something that makes sense, and it, it, it's something that makes you hungry to sparks your curiosity and makes you want to go learn more about it. Do it, go act on it. You know, it's, it's one thing to come and listen to the show. It's another to go and take information and go and acting on it. So it sounds like Joe, that's what you would definitely tell yourself is to, as you're learning about these things and it makes sense, go and act on it a little bit more and become a little bit more involved. But you know, Joe, you've, you've given, given us so much information and excited to learn more, but you know, what is a final thought that you want to leave with all of our listeners here today? Sure. Um, well, I'd love to welcome you guys to come check out our exchange, obviously, uh, mandala.exchange, M-A-N-D-A-L-A.exchange. Um, it's really, it's, it's, it's a great interface. You can really learn about what we're about. You can meet the team. Uh, if you come to our Discord, we're in there every day. Uh, and just come you know, use our exchange for an easy user experience and a fun user experience because our community is honestly the best part of what we have. I love our team, but our community is guiding us here and they're going to keep us going. And, and you can connect with some really great people while you trade and, and make trading fun for you and not a chore. Awesome. I think that's a great final thought. And um, thank you for, for leaving the website. But what are some ways that people can connect with you? And also, what are some different ways that people can direct, directly engage with your community? Sure. Um, so we have a Mandala Exchange Discord. Uh, I would check that out, as well as our Telegram group, Mandala Exchange. Um, I'm always on there, like literally every day. So our whole, our whole C-level team's on there pretty much every day as well. So you can connect with me there um, um, at Joe MDX, all caps. Um, please don't DM me 50,000 things a day because <laughs> I try to respond to like five to 10 a day because it's what I have time for. But, you know, um, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. Uh, I don't, I really don't shy away from anyone. If you have a good question, if, if you start spamming me, yes, I won't respond like anybody else. But, uh, okay. you know. I'm here to help people develop their crypto knowledge and, um, you know, really interact with them. And if they have good projects or ideas that want to list on our exchange, please, please, please bring them to me. It's uh, Joe, J-O-E, at mandala.exchange. So. Excellent. Well, Joe, again, 
Appreciate you joining us today. Looking forward to seeing you um, at the Miami Crypto Experience. And for everyone listening, stay cryptocurrent. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey, and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from CECG83. I've heard about cryptocurrency for a while and I finally decided to learn more. Cryptocurrent was recommended. I'm glad I checked it out. Excellent content that makes it easy to learn about different companies building in this space. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to deritterproductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Cargon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay Cryptocurrent.